Every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. Why? Because life is about reaching outside of your comfort zone, acclimating until you are comfortable, and then repeating the process. Every time you leave the familiar, you are granted a new set of armor. As Jim Rohn said, if you want to have more, you have to become more. For things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to become better. If you improve, everything will improve for you. And every time we expand ourselves, we are forced to change in some way, evolve. So many of us fall into the trap of waiting for the perfect moment to jump. There is no perfect moment. How could there be? There's no perfect time to step out into a world you're not prepared for. But that's life. We jump and we grow wings on the way down. We step into the chaos and acclimate. By walking into the dark, we are forced to become the light. This makes staying where you are the most dangerous thing you can do. Let's use our imagination for a second. Let's say you reach for the next thing. You stretch yourself, move towards something you really want, and you fall short. Okay, time to breathe, reassess, step back for a second, and reapproach. A little better this time, a little wiser this time. As long as one remains engaged in this cycle, growth is inevitable. But now, let's say you never step in. Let's pretend the idea of moving into the unknown is too much. You'd rather stay with the familiar, pain-free, you think to yourself. But you would, in fact, be wrong. See that discomfort, one step up? It would force you to evolve. To see yourself as someone who steps into hostile territory and survives. And maybe it's not pretty. Maybe it's not perfect, but you attack and you survive. And sure, the difference between where you are now and only one step up isn't much. But what about that second step or evolution? Because you'd miss out on that too. And the third and the fourth and the compounding that would completely redefine who you are. From your self-identity to your skill set, from the mental to the physical, you put the whole chain reaction on hold because why? You didn't want to take one step. You didn't want to be uncomfortable in the short term. But discomfort is not a punishment. It is a ticket to everything you could ever imagine. So when the crowd runs out, I challenge you to run in. And when the world goes left, I dare you to go right. Not because the masses are evil, but because human beings are wired to take the path of least resistance. But you, no, not you. You're here to rise above the mental constraints that hold so many down. Because there is always another level. When you feel good, there is another level, and when you don't, there is another level. And see, our world has been defined not by the best or the brightest, but the ones willing to throw themselves into foreign arenas and compete. To see adversity as the answer, not the problem. You want to change your world, then change yourself. You want to change yourself, then go where you are scared to go. Where your heart beats and your hands sweat, Turn and face the direction you know you should have been facing. This is about you. 
This is about what you can become by simply saying yes when most would say no. Today is yours. Not because it was given to you, but because you looked through the haze and you decided it's so. Everyone wants something. We all have goals, desires. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yet 99% of people either never make a move toward what they want or they burn out, right? The gym is always a lot less crowded May 1st than it is January 1st. When that realization hits that improving yourself won't be some walk in the park. You know, people begin to fall off. It's no longer worth it for them. So how do successful people get past that monotony, that struggle? What is the mindset that supports that growth? Because obviously that's key, right? Athletes, entertainers, all these people that are successful in the business world, it's not so much their genetics that separate their potential from yours, as it is their mentality and how they view the world as an instrument, not an inhibitor. They know with 100% certainty that pushing, pushing, pushing will get them what they want. And this confidence enables them to deal with all the negativity and the suffering they have to face to get there. It's a means to an end. John Paul DeJoria. Guy is a billionaire. He founded Patron Liquors, Paul Mitchell Hair Products. And at one point in his life, this guy's living in LA, sleeping in the back of his car with his son, right? Homeless, he has nothing. And I was recently listening to one of his talks. Someone asked him, you know, John Paul, how can I be more like you? How can I be the next big billionaire entrepreneur? And he says, I have two pieces of advice for you that are instrumental to any success you'll have. The first one is you need to acknowledge and accept that doors are going to be slammed in your face all the time. If you don't have the strength in yourself to keep walking, to keep moving to the next door, then you don't really have a shot. The second thing he said is, you need to be as enthusiastic on the 51st door that you knock on as you were on the first door. Because yes, door one through 50 could shut right in your face. But that 51st door could just be the one that changes your life. But if you give in or you let your energy fade, you know, after a few failures, a couple negative experiences, You'll never be able to walk through it. And what a tragedy that would be. Arnold Schwarzenegger, back in his bodybuilding days, you know, he's Mr. Universe, best bodybuilder in the world. 
He goes through these grueling five-hour-a-day training sessions. Someone asks him, hey, Arnold, how come every time I see you at the gym, you're smiling? Right, I look at the other bodybuilders in here. You know, they're not smiling. They're very focused, very serious looks on their faces. And he says, because every rep I do, regardless of how bad it hurts, takes me one step closer to my goal. And that satisfaction brings me more happiness than anything else in the world. Both of these guys bring context to what it means to be truly committed to something. To what must be endured between right now, as you're listening to me speak, and the time you open your 51st door. When the gym, the office, the library, you know, whatever it is in your context, when it starts to feel like a burden and you'd rather be on the couch or you'd rather be out with your friends, remind yourself of what that door opening is going to feel like and why concentrating on your next step forward means everything. It all starts with a thought. You didn't ask for it. You never wanted it, but it's here. And now the game has changed. Because that thought is not your friend. It's not telling you how strong you are or reminding you that you always find a way. No, it's informing you that you're finished. Tired weak, chanting that you'll get him tomorrow, kid. Softly at first, then a little louder and a little louder until the message becomes unmistakable. And in this moment, it's not your legs that become vulnerable. It's not your lungs. This situation transcends the physical. You are in the ring with your mind. This is when the gloves come off. It's fight or flight, and in your gut you know it's nothing more than a front, intimidation. Life's way of separating the average from the exceptional, but this is not about knowing the truth, it's about having the courage to stand up to it. Because that voice is continuously showing you your distress, your pain, your fatigue. It's pointing to an empty well telling you that you have nothing left and perhaps in a different universe you'd listen. But in this world, the well always goes deeper. There is always more to give. That moment when you begin to hurt, the second that voice pops into your head, you have only given a fraction of your maximum effort. When you meet resistance, your limits haven't even been tested. Obstacles do not make the destination any more or less real. They simply call for an adjustment. 
also adjust. See, time stops when you stop. Goals stop when you stop. Dreams stop when you stop. And in a world with infinite possibility, there's simply no reason to relinquish that control. So let your forward progress silence the dissenting voices. Let those on the sideline talk about their empty tanks and fantasized limitation. You are not running on empty. My friend, you are simply running. There's a substantial disconnect between what we envision and what we actually experience. And we make the plan, we think it's perfect, we're ready to go. You know, sure, I have my race plan, I'm gonna sprint the last mile. Yep, I know exactly what my career is gonna look like, here are the steps. I'll follow this plan in the morning, this one in the afternoon. But then you're in the midst of the battle, right? And when you're in the trenches, you quickly realize that you didn't take into account a variety of factors. And funny enough, these factors are what make victory so difficult to begin with. The required patience, the persistence, the instinctual desire for routine, to know, to predict. And sure enough, that time comes. You go to sprint the last mile, but you didn't realize you'd be fighting just to keep going, let alone increase your speed. The time comes to take that next step with your business, your career. You didn't realize the market wouldn't embrace your product with open arms. The time comes to put your plan for the day into action. You didn't realize you'd be pulled in 20 different directions. See, the formula isn't as simple as we want to believe. Why? Because we attack armed with the wrong idea just as much as life is about executing a plan. It's also about taking the unplanned and making it work. The unexpected, life's curveballs. You know, they're not entities that lurk outside the scope of your game plan. They are your game plan. The idea is to be brave, not perfect. It's to be resilient, not flawless. Confident, not complete. The best athletes don't train to be perfect. No, they train to tolerate discomfort because guess what? If you can't adapt, you die. If you can't adjust, you lose. Life will never conform to your plan, and people don't want to hear that. They remain stubborn, unchanged, and what they're left with is resentment and the feeling that they've been slighted by life. The person who plans for the perfect race will always be outdueled by the one who comes prepared to conquer its imperfections. 
The one who will reign in the unexpected, not bow to it or falter in his presence, but own it. The pursuit of victory is not one from which we emerge unscathed. It's messy, it's humbling. If you can't embrace the idea of being knocked down, then get out. If you're too proud to acknowledge that your plans aren't an instruction manual, you will be defeated. There's a saying that you can't control the wind, but what you can do is adjust your sails. Yeah, be prepared, be skilled, be the best at what you do, but be flexible. Move with the elements, relish in the understanding that the obstacles will come and they will make you stronger. Strong minds win because they don't succumb to events beyond their control, and that choice is always going to be there. You didn't plan for this, but the decision presents itself. Will it be the reason you fail or the reason you succeed? The most important story in our lives is the story untold, where there are no flaws, there are no setbacks, just an open road. The story untold is where you step away from the world behind your eyes and you embrace the one that's in front of them. Right, this story is different. You can't touch it, you can't grasp it, but you can feel it. It's not our past self, right? It's not that fiction that we become tied to and mistakenly identify with. It's something different. It's anything different. It's a blank page, it's a new chapter. It's an opportunity to bring to life all those times we said, I wish. Well, my friend, here is a pen and a page. And guess what? Everything that happened before right now might as well evaporate into thin air because line by line, you can rewrite reality. You are not yesterday's problems. You are certainly not yesterday's results. You are right now. See, because more destructive more disheartening than having to ascend the tallest mountain on the planet is the simple way that we categorize ourselves, that we define ourselves by our past. We're stuck in chapter five, where the hero isn't even aware that he or she is a hero, where the villain hasn't been conquered and the odds, man, they don't look great. Why identify with that? Why stop there? Look, no good story is without conflict. No great empire appears without struggle. But that's not a defining characteristic. It's just par for the course. And here you are, with the chance to rewrite whatever ending you want, to tell whatever story you want to tell. There is just no greater freedom. 
And when you step back, when you really assess, you realize that life is a collection of stories, of events that unfolded as we allowed them to and told through our experiences and perspectives. The only truths that exist are the ones we believe. The only facts out there are the ones we've agreed to accept. We are merely authors, writers, and creators. If you're not happy with your storyline, change it. That's the beauty of life. You can make yourself the hero minute by minute, word by word. The underdog, the long shot, the change common perception that grabbed reality and shook it. Be the reason that fiction becomes fact. Write something worth remembering. Come take a look through my telescope. It shows things as they really are. See that road that leads from the beach to downtown? That's where I walk so that I can clear my head. That road in its own unique way is symbolic of progress. It makes me feel good. See, most roads, they're for coming and going. They're of temporary use, but for me, this road here is a check against my ambition. It reminds me that not all roads need to move or change or transform us, and sometimes the path can be the destination. Ah, that, that's the, the sunset. Yeah, that's really something. That's my reminder that life is more than the role we play in the coordinates of our existence. It reminds me of the infinite. In a way, its magnificence is like watching the godlike characteristics we all possess exploding right in front of our eyes. It's, it's leaving our physical restraints and entering the impossibles that dance around in our head. It's an invitation for a few minutes to step outside of myself and feel the splendor of my being. Yeah, that is the sunset. Over there... That's a palm tree, but not just a palm tree. It's actually pretty incredible when you think about it. It's like a 20-foot billboard conveying to us the power associated with flexibility of bending but not breaking, of adapting to life's mystery and unpredictability, not fighting against the wind, but seeking to understand it. And I could use more understanding in my life, particularly when it shakes my foundation. We probably all could. And I could go on and on, but I sensed that it wouldn't quite get us where we need to go. Because for you, it's possible that that road, the one I walk down every day, isn't for contemplation. Maybe it represents a, a hiatus from your journey from the fast-paced nature of the bustling city. Maybe for you, it's an opportunity to let silence speak. And maybe for you, that sunset isn't some metaphysical fireworks display. Maybe it's a reminder of how far you've come. Maybe it's a hand resting on your shoulder explaining to you that you've come this far and going forward, well, you're gonna be just fine. 
And those palm trees, well, it's quite possible you don't think about them at all. Maybe it's equivalent to the God knows how many things I walk by every day without so much as a, a single thought. It sounds reasonable to me. Perhaps if our telescopes highlight anything, it's the enigma that is the phrase, as they really are. See, tilt your telescope up a little bit. See that over there? Yeah, that boat sailing off. What is that? That new shiny boat. Is that freedom? Is it an opportunity to get away for family time? Maybe it's some sort of finish line after achieving a financial goal, a status symbol. Could it be human advancement? Is it technology? Or perhaps fiberglass and steel? Is it the molecules that bind it all together? The physics that propel it into the distance? Is it particles? Is it electromagnetic waves? Well, I guess it all depends on what you want it to be. My telescope, and man do I love this telescope, it's not what I originally thought it was. In fact, none of our telescopes are what we think they are. We've been fooled into thinking they're input, but no, they are output. We think the objects tell the story, no, the subjects tell the story. We think the world is defining, no, our megaphones are explaining. This telescope is a messenger from our minds to the world. It shows us things as they really are, but that's just it. As they really are to whom? and why, and for how long. See, I certainly hope that the way things really are for me changes and continues to change my whole life. I hope that I'll be cognizant of the fact that how things really are for you is not how they really are for me and vice versa. Not only is that fine, that's ideal, that's beautiful, but most importantly, I hope to be led by the brilliance contained in the idea that the telescope does not tell the story I do. And my story, it's a living document. It's ever evolving. So here's to not merely interpreting, but creating all that it unveils. This telescope of mine, depictor of things as they really are.